This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this here, the Nextlander podcast. I'm Vinny Caravella, joined by Alex Navarro. I really thought you were going to launch into your Jack Palance there for a second. Hello, everybody. You're our number one podcast. Oh, I like that. That's a little bit, uh, that's a little Jack Palance energy, a little Nicholson Joker mm-hmm. energy. Brad, you're my number one guy. That's, the guy. That's, 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 is he going to start doing one-arm push-ups? What are we doing here? Yes, but the Joker is going to do one-arm push-ups. Yes. Uh, the Joker. Man ate bacon with every meal. You can't do that. Curly. Come and get me. Come and get me. Now we're... I mean, he lived to be like almost 90. He did all right. Um, City Slickers and then it was a Curly's Gold. It was like... Uh, it was the, the Legend of Curly's Legend Gold, of Cur- yes. It was his twin brother. Boy, yes. they made movies. Movies. Yeah, they used to make movies. Yeah. Did he really eat bacon with every meal? Oh, no. I was the, that was what they said in City Slickers. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was just a Jack Palance thing. No. They, at some point there, when... Uh, spoilers. When he, when he dies in the movie... Like the man ate bacon with every meal. I mean, if there was anybody in Hollywood that I would believe actually ate bacon with every meal, it would be Jack Palance. 
Uh, oh, I'm sure there are several people in Hollywood who do that. But the difference is Jack Palance can do those one-arm push-ups to work it off. Jack Palance, huge Atkins <laughs> proponent. Just, mm-hmm. I eat bacon with every meal. It's just uh, yeah, no carbs. Just a steak slathered in mayonnaise for every 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 day for lunch. Uh, and then he would have stopped when he was like, "What is all this bacon bullshit? Bacon, uh, bacon! I was I was doing bacon before. Bacon was cool. That's Jesse the Body. I don't, by way, of- yeah, that was closer to Jesse the Body. <laughs> I've got two uh, impressions. One is uh, one is the the mayor from Powerpuff Girls, and the other is nothing. <laughs> the uh, other, wait a minute. The Can others. I get a little mayor from Powerpuff Girls well, uh, right now? Um, uh, whoa! Uh, you can't. The man eat bacon with every meal. Alex? That's, it's not bad. It's not bad. And then what's the name? Name a Powerpuff Girl. I now give me a give me a dot. Mo- give me a give me a Mojo Jojo. Give me a Mojo Jojo. I forget what he sounded like. Powerpuff. Is he like kind of like grunty, right? Don't yes. stop me, Powerpuff Girls. Sure. I have not seen an episode of Powerpuff Girls in maybe 20 years. I cannot help That's, you with yeah. this. All Neither have I, Alex, and the mayor's in trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You get it, folks. This is the kind of comedy you could expect here at the Chuckle House. Uh, save the sales pitch for the end. Folks, folks, you can hire me. You can get me at uh, Vinny at Nextlander if you need me for any of your work. If you're if you're in your Powerpuff Girl reboot, the Powerpuff reboot game, oh, what's old is new. What's new is old, baby. Bring it all back. If you find us on Cameo doing these voices, <laughs> the mission has failed. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Happy birthday, Brent. <laughs> she says yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that what people do for we'll cameos? do gilbert godfrey for food <laughs> oh happy august oh it's warm over here folks have to oh, put your booties yeah. on because it's warm and humid your booties but you get your booties on because it's warm this outside thing, this thing says it's 87 degrees out here i went outside earlier yeah. and let me tell you it does not feel like 87 degrees it feels like 10 degrees hotter than that that's because uh old nicholas cage are out raising the temperature Raising the uh, oh, yeah. raising the heat. What's his new movie called? Prisoners of the Ghostland. The trailer for that just dropped today. Oh, okay, my goodness. I saved this trailer. Oh, okay. okay. Oh boy. I'm pressing play. Oh boy. All this right. now. This walk is me through what I'm seeing here. What's going on? Okay. Is he in his underwear? He might be. This is Prisoners of the Ghostland. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Brad live reacts. No, we don't. We don't have to talk. Just just. What you got, Alex? What's going? What is up with this? So this is a film by a director uh, by the name of Sion Sono. Uh, I might be mispronouncing his first name because I don't ever know if I've ever actually heard anyone <laughs> say it out loud. Um, he is a Japanese director. I would say he is in the vein of a Takashi Miike. Like he makes very strange, energetic films. Uh, I've only seen a couple of them, but uh, I enjoy the ones that I've seen. Uh, and so this is a movie in which Nicolas Cage is tasked with going into this place called the Ghostland, which is either full of demons or full of people that are just kind of like demons, yeah. uh, strapped with a explosive leather suit that mm-hmm. will kill him if he does not come in back in five days with the president's granddaughter, uh, who is being held captive there or something. And uh, it looks like a time, my friends. It sure does. It looked fun. It, I, when it start, that trailer started, you asked me, you were like, hey, you should take a look at this trailer. It starts off 
it feels like a Far Cry game, like in the, the, the like it's a very video game setup. Yeah, like it's got this like uh you know villain esque character that looks just way over the top. Oh, I think that's just a villain. I think that is just a villain, <laughs> and a cool car and uh, an exploding suit, and then Nicolas Cage, who then screams, "I am radioactive!" At some point, in the yes, trailer. at one point he does scream the words, "I am radioactive." Did, um, did, did this just say that the movie delivers on its orgiastic premise? Yes, I believe that is one of the many quotes. So this was at Sundance, the digital Sundance. They did this here. So some people have seen it. Okay. Uh, there is a quote from Nicolas Cage that appears in the trailer that he has said previously saying, this is the wildest movie I've ever done. Wow. And that's Which, saying a lot. I feel I mean, like, I'd- Alex, the stock on Nicolas Cage is a bumpy ride. You go up, you go down, oh, yeah. you go up. But I feel like you back the right horse. You know what? This late game Nicolas Cage is doing a lot here. Really? Not, I'm not going to stand here and say he does not made bad movies. He made two bad movies that came out this year. But <laughs> nonetheless, when he hits, yeah. oh, brother, he connects. I feel yeah, like it's, it's telling that this trailer opens with from the studio that brought you Mandy. Mm. Yes. And Color Out of Space, which are two, his two most well-liked movies of the last several years. Um, are we, or I assume we're past the Nicolas Cage doing movies for money because he owes the IRS era. We, we, he must have gotten out of that by now, right? Yeah, to some degree, I don't know entirely what level his finances recovered from because he did also get divorced in the last few years, and then he got married, and then that had that marriage annulled after about a week, and then he got married again okay. uh, to a 26-year-old Japanese woman. I assume during the time he was filming this, um, and that, as far as I know, that marriage is sticking. But okay. uh, he's had a lot going on, and I so I don't think he is still indebted to the IRS. But there was a long stretch there over this past decade where he was, I would say, nine out of ten of the things he was making, not so good. And just, just working. Just working. Yeah. Just, you, well, the man loves to work. He says this. You know, you, you, you try ten times, you fail nine, but that one is the one that people will remember. They're not going to yeah. remember the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Who cares? Right? Like, go put that one. That, that Blu-ray could sit on a back shelf at a Target all day. But you make that one. Mm, that's the mm-hmm. one that you change somebody's life with that. I'll take, like, 17 bad revenge thrillers, you know, <laughs> that are all basically the same plot. Yeah. If I get, like, one or two Mandy's or Pig's. Right, uh, you know, per per several years, you get, I'm fine with that. You got a few Ghost Riders, you got a few Mandy's. <laughs> That's, hey, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance wasn't bad. Is that the first okay? one was terrible. All the right. second one was pretty good. <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. The okay. second one was by the Crank guys, so they had more fun with that all one. Right. I've I've landed on in a completely unsourced list of ways that Nicolas Cage spent all of his money. Okay, yes, which is why he couldn't pay the IRS. This is like, I can probably verify at least me, a few of them. Tell me you. how many of these sound believable. Okay. This says that he bought four yachts. Okay. I, uh, mm, maybe. I haven't heard as much about that one. Okay. This says he spent $7 million on a private island in the Bahamas. Okay, but everyone with money does that. <laughs> sure. There's a lot of islands out there. And then how are you going to get there? Yachts. You got yeah. to take your yacht there. He outbid Leonardo DiCaprio on a dinosaur skull that he paid $300,000 for. That definitely happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The dinosaur skull is is stuff of legend. Oh, wow. Okay. In 1997, he bought a Lamborghini from the Shah of Iran. I could see that happening, yes. Uh, Owns 15 estates around the world. Not anymore, he doesn't. (laughs) You said 15 estates, right? Yes. Now the the United States government owns those. (laughs) Well, so some of them, like, he was buying, like, castles in Europe at one point. Yes, this, this, this says two castles in Europe and a famous haunted house in New Orleans. 
So I went by the mansion in New Orleans what? that he once at one time owned. It's a fairly famous one. Uh, I can't remember the name of the woman who owned it, but yes, it was a famously haunted mansion, like kind of right near the French Quarter. Um, he did not own it at the time that I went there. Um, but the one thing he did still own in New Orleans uh, that the government could not government could not take away uh, was the tomb he bought in one of the uh, many above ground graveyards in oh, the New Orleans his area. His pyramid. Right, his pyramid tomb. Yeah, yeah. Wait, they because the U.S. government seize cannot that. seize burial plots. Oh, that sounds yeah. like a safe investment to me. They can only yes. they can only build over them. So at some point, be aware if you're listening to this in like the year thirty twenty, uh, and you are watching uh, and you're watching Leaving Las Vegas. If you chant Nicholas's and you're in New Orleans and you chant Nicholas's Cage name three times, it's possible he will come through your floor because you have been built over. His uh, burial plot that the government couldn't seize. Uh, this is also he's a vampire. Also, so, also he's know, a vampire. Yeah, yeah, watch out. Also, say hi to him for me. Was and, this, uh, was and also, thank you for listening. Was, <laughs> this, was this mausoleum occupied when he bought it? No, no. It, so it's he bought a space in one of okay. the. Okay. Okay. I, I I assume there wasn't already a mausoleum there, but I don't know the mechanics of what it took to get that pyramid in there. Okay. But he has a straight up pyramid tomb with like some fucking Latin phrase on it, uh, mm. and I think everyone thinks it's like some Illuminati shit, which it could be. I don't know. Maybe Nicholas Cage is in the Illuminati. I that seems like someone they would invite, but I have no idea. Do you think you got invited to the Illuminati? I mean, I assume you can't just show up there and be like, hey, uh, where do I sign up? I just assumed everybody said they were in it and it didn't really, that's the whole thing. You just say you're in it and then it's a, enough people say they're in it, then there is the Illuminati and it's it's a loosely connected network of people just, who think no, they're in the yeah, when you, when you, That's definitely not how it works. <laughs> when, you, when you show up at Bohemian Grove unannounced, yeah. just make sure you have mm-hmm. a clipboard and act like you're supposed to be there and they won't even notice. That's they'll right. Just, they'll just let you write in. The secret, the secret phrase is doing that trick where you take a dollar bill, fold it in half, fold it in half again, and then, then when you unfold it, the pyramid is now upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, be like the pyramid is now <laughs> upside down. Um, well, I know that that gets you very excited as a Nicolas Cage fan, and I'm super excited for you. But I've got something here I want to talk to Brad about that I think is going to get him very excited. Uh-oh. Brad, let's get Brad excited because I I heard you mention this somewhere either on this podcast or some other in the the Bradosphere podcasting uh-huh. world, my cinematic mm-hmm. universe, the cinematic universe, the BC cinematic universe. Yeah. Uh, I have begun on my journey to digitize all the paper in the Caravella household, all, all manuals, Ooh. all documents, all all types of paper that have to. No more manuals and no more wire more hangers. It's it's good. They're gone. They're going. Contracts. PDFs. Wait, did you buy a scanner? Oh, yeah. Are you doing mass scanning? I'm going to do mass scanning. Why are you going to do that? Why am I going to do that? How are you going to do that? Oh, I I bought one that's not necessarily a very high resolution scanner, but has a very high feed rate that does front and back at the same time. So mm. I am I am going to have a scanning party, and, okay. uh, and you're so, all about that front and back feeding. Is yeah, what you're saying? yeah, front and back feeding at the same time. <laughs> just gonna just, just gonna do it. Just gonna. There's your show title: Human Centipede. <laughs> These papers. Boy. You're going to run the papers through like three successive scanners? Just right one through. One yep. after the other? <laughs> That's mm. right. It's like Powerhouse playing in the background. I'm excited. The scanner came today. 
Uh, and it's um, I can't wait. To, I'm so I don't think I've been this excited about something. It, it is just a is long time. Talking like a flatbed? No, or? no. But it's a document feeder. I mean, it's small. Oh. It's it, this. Okay. This scanner is called a scan. Is it scan snap? Uh, is it also print or no? No, no, no. It's it's, okay. it's fairly small. It's a scan wait, did, snap. Am I the only one of the three of us that owns a printer? No, I don't have a printer. printer? Oh, you want a printer? Okay. Yeah, but, I, I, people are weird about printers these days. Nobody owns a printer anymore. Sometimes you got all the way, man. Sometimes you got to print. Yeah. I, I wish I didn't own know. a printer. It's a pain in the butt, you but you know, know what? Like sometimes you just need one. No, this thing was like 250 bucks or something like that, and I I hope it's worth every penny. Uh I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna scan if I can get I, I kind of collect paper. I got like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not good about getting rid of like paper receipts and stuff. I should be much better. So I'm gonna put this thing right next to my shredder. And then I'm gonna zip, scan, shred, and then I'm gonna fill up drives, and then whoops, shredded my birth certificate. <laughs> fuck. As long as I scanned it, we're fine. That, yeah. The document feeder might have cost a pretty penny, but you can't put a price on freedom. That's right. That's right. Just freedom get rid made, of everything. Freedom costs about two hundred fifty dollars. That's <laughs> right. Scanning apparently. Just, just the platonic ideal is to live in a sh- in an empty shack full of hard drives and nothing else. <laughs> put everything you own on hard drives. Uh, and I, I remember when I was uh, a kid and scanning technology finally kind of hit the consumer grade. Mm. Like that was one of the first things I remember seeing like my my dad using a scanner at his office. And I was like, what is this? Yes. Scanners you can put photos in the computer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Scanners definitely used to be like forbidden technology. Like, oh, I got to go find a law office or something to scan this. I straight up like I I I spent a couple of days at my dad's office just taking all the photos <laughs> that like I had we had laying around. I was like, I'm gonna scan all this. I'm gonna put it on a web page. I don't know why, but I just because I can do it. Can. I wanted to do it. And yeah, those terrible, terrible scans that were very those extremely low res yeah. JPEGs. They were they were spitting out. Um, did you, did and you that, sit on the scanner? Um, I never sat on the scanner. It was too small. It was okay. it was too uh, even for my uh, you know tiny body at that point. Like it was, I would have probably broken it. I always felt like something really horrible would happen if that light touched your skin on that scanner. It always seems so bright that it would just turn into ash or something. That's the light that lets you see God. <laughs> yeah, it's if you stare in there for just a second at a time. And when the scan- I looked in the scanner, Ray, <laughs> and when the scan comes out, you just see your face in complete ecstasy. It just yep. this that moment you saw you saw heaven. Yeah, it's like that that screenshot from the fountain of Hugh Jackman seeing the light of life. <laughs> he's, it's actually, like, <gasps> he's actually just looking in the scanner. I uh, yep. I also spent a little bit of Saturday on a PDF run, just uh, getting rid of all man. I mean, I don't look in any of these manuals I had sitting in a shoebox, but I knew I needed to have them in a folder on my NAS because you just never know. But if I'm going to need this old outdated manual that probably has seven revisions for this out of date no longer discon- and discontinued i don't know water heater that hey what if you mm-hmm. what if you just wake up one day and realize you forgot how to work a microwave that's right that's right that might happen i would i would probably have to go to a paper manual to see how to do the clock instead of that's looking right. up there's uh, gotta be a better way. Looking up one of those YouTube videos that is just a text notepad open where people just write in notepad. Have you guys seen those how-to videos where somebody's just writing in notepad? I don't know why they make them. Uh, and it, it's usually for like how to change your registry thing. And it'd be like somebody typing in notepad uh, real time or uh, text to speech. Be like, man, it's, there's a lot of stuff on the internet. Listen, you find... Find a lot of it's stuff. True. There is a lot of stuff on the internet. That is an accurate statement. Uh, and, you know, I'm not very good at the internet, so I wind up in some weird, weird places. So anyway, digital. 
Digital cruft. That's what I'm all about. Keeping now. Now there's no chance I'll get rid of anything because that stuff will sit in a folder forever. I, you can't mm-hmm. see it. As long as you can't see it, it doesn't even count. Like it's it not even, even there. Exist. Like I will never look anything. So I actually started looking up. Um, are there good open source uh, solutions for then? categorizing your electronic documents, right? Are there good mm-hmm. things that's like, oh, okay. Search- is there a Plex for your docs? Yes. Is there a searchable good, you know, I, I, you know, you can, you can index the drive and have it searched like that. But if you, if you scan some stuff in with a character recognition, you can make those documents searchable. Ooh, a little OCR. Um, yeah. So like, I don't know. That's probably too much. I just want to get rid of some stuff. And I like, you know, as you get on you have some things you always feel bad about throwing away. Like, you know, I've got stuff from this house when I bought this house. Like, do I, how long do I need to keep like legal documents for this? And how long do I need to keep lawyer stuff and taxes? And probably not as long as I do, you know? Right. And I want to put it in the cloud so everybody can hack me. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody should have access to these tax returns. I want everybody to know the joy and, and, just kind of open source. I'll just put my taxes in an open Google Doc and just there you go. Yes, can. yes. To put Vinny's, Vinny's 1040 under a Creative Commons license. Here That's you go. Right. Just get in there. I spread Ch- the digits of my social security number around random websites around the world. That's go right. find them. That's right. Every time I change the luck stat in a in a game. Uh, that's one of my digits. I always end on a digit of my social security number. Can you put it together? Mm hmm. Anyway, I'm excited about that, and Brad, I know you like the digital realm, the NAS realm, and the get rid of stuff realm. I just like it. I just like an empty room, honestly. Oh. <laughs> just like floor space. Oh mm. man, I haven't had floor space since my 20s. I need it. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. You got to digitize all those transformers now. <sighs> Don't know what to do about them. I keep telling myself I'm out, and then I keep going back in. It's- it's not Look, good. we're all allowed to have one or two really dumb collections or five. that have no justification. Or five. I, you know what? I'll, I'll set the ceiling at six. Possibly all right? six. Six is where, where it stops. Board games, coins, Transformers. Maybe some Star Wars Black Series and some <laughs> other Star Wars. Stuff. That all rolls into like action figure toys, right? We'll just roll those yeah. all in. Uh, pocket watch stuff. Miniatures for tabletop stuff. Um uh, I would love to get back into my pocket watch stuff. I just I hit a I hit a hard wall in there where it started getting into. I needed to buy like a miniature lathe to 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 lathe the tiny pins for the repairing the posts in some of those pocket watches, and that was maybe a step too far in the in the pocket mm-hmm. watch stuff. I'll do like I've been thinking about getting back into my Lucha Libre mass collection. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Buy a house and fill it up with crap. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. It's the only way. Well, out. not in this market, but yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, speaking of filling up on stuff, there's some games we played this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say filling up on garbage. There's a bunch of games. We've got a, a, um, a bunch of stuff in the $25 tier <laughs> that, that we really somehow wound up uh, just playing all this week. Uh, but let's start with one that I think we all, all spent a bunch of time in, um, Splitgate. This, yeah. one, this one is in a free... Uh, demo or early access just beta, came to beta. sorry beta uh came came to um consoles just like two weeks ago uh, end of july I, had had some okay. rough rough periods of so that, uh servers sorry so okay 
coming to console makes me understand why this suddenly blew up again. Because mm. mm-hmm. it's been in beta on PC for like two years or something. And I was like, why is everybody just now talking about Splitgate? But this is as far like, as I understand. That, I, like that I console, had n- that console really release must, must, must be the thing that floated it back into the public. Well, I think the console reason also, it sounds like this most recent version of it is just a much better version of the game than like where it's been for the mm. last couple of years. That's, that's interesting to hear because my impression of this game is it's got an incredible core idea. Yes. And everything around that feels like, I don't want to sound dismissive, but like <laughs> everything about the menu design and the, like the, the, the look of it, the whole, like all the fit and finish on this game feels like it's like barely put together. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, it's definitely not done. It, it's That's very sure. rough, but the core idea of Halo plus portal. Yeah. Yeah. is so good that like, who cares? And they make good on that concept. Like I, I will say right now, I am definitely riding the high of still being in the very low tier, only playing casual matches because I'm doing well. And I know as soon as that changes, I will stop doing well because I am not a great first person shooter player, especially not Twitch ones. But boy, howdy, there is some real rotten shit you can get up to in this game. And I mean that in the best way possible. So so the um, setup for this one, this is put out by a studio called 1047, 1047 Games. Uh, it's like they said, like the Brad and Alex said, right? It it is kind of floaty halo, uh, uh, first person shooter, Mm -hmm. literally with portal just strapped. I mean, those portals look like portal. You are having fun with portals. You are (laughs) Like the only way they differentiated is I think the portals are slightly different colors. They're not it, quite blue yeah, and orange. Purple and gold. I if think. you they're say like more so, like purple and gold, but it's pretty yeah. much that. Uh, then, yeah. then mixed with kind of, um, uh, you know, you're you're kind of more, uh, you know, twenty late twenty. What do we call the late twenty teens? I'll say the late twenty tw- teens team-based uh, uh, wrappings, right? It's got... I think you can just say late teens because they weren't making video <laughs> games in the 1919. Okay. You know, uh, like that was... I think you're enough. okay. You're safe. Uh, there's a late teens kind of trap. It's like when you pop open that menu, it's got your character, then like three three other spots open kind of, you know, in the Apex oh, yes, style. Yes. Of, yes. Uh, the, the, the front end is extremely Apex or Fortnite yeah. or yeah. take your pick. Here's your yeah. battle pass tab. Here's, Here's your battle, your unlocks. Yeah. It has yeah. a, has a referral code uh, so that you can get some of their, your split gate coins out of the gate there. And so it's got all those trappings too. So I, I wound up playing this with my brothers, uh, convinced them to download it. Uh, I don't think it. So it is, it is old school. It mm-hmm. is, uh, or maybe school. I don't know. It is. It is somewhere. Is is it like the early two thousands considered old school now? It it is somewhere in that mid early two thousands vibe of of game. I think when an entire generation has gone through school in that time, I think eighteen years, uh-huh. you can start calling it old school. It is um n- not necessarily my style of competitive game. It is uh, okay. It it doesn't have. It's just. It's just are. It's just. Do you want to play snipers and shotties? Here you go. You know, do you want to just some team deathmatch? Ass team deathmatch. Here you go. I like the portal stuff. I think that's super fun and very, very silly. (laughs) Very dirty. It's dirty as shit, man. Dirty dirty is what it feels like to me. Like it feels like I'm exploiting the game. It feels like I'm getting away with something I shouldn't. Almost every time I use it. So what is it? Is it is it four v four or five v five? I can't remember what the teams are. I haven't gotten four v four. Yeah, I haven't gotten in any modes that are higher than four v four. I don't know if I don't know if there are any. It locks you out of like quite a bit of the 
modes and, ho- and matchmaking hoppers until you level up a good bit. Yeah, you can't really do customs until you're level 15, I think. Um, so the the <laughs> to give you an example, there was a point where somebody was running after me and there's a giant cube kind of in the center, like this uh, American Gladiators style, just cube in the center of the arena. And we're both running around just shooting portals and running through the portals of this cube. So... You know, Scooby doing our way. Sometimes he's behind me, sometimes mm-hmm. down behind them. Uh, until you know, shoot a portal on the ground, so I just jump in the hole on the ground and then shoot out behind him because that's <laughs> where like the last very, portal is. It's like a very like wily e. coyote, like painting a hole in the floor and yes, then jumping through. Yes, it. yes, and it's very silly. And I really like that. Um, but it's also it is also that kind of shoot you know shooter. So like the arenas are arenas and you're kind of shooting around. So for me, it was very fun. It had like a super high peak and then kind of mellowed out very quickly once. Um, but we like, like you guys were saying, I was doing well at it with my brothers. Like we, we were winning a, a bunch of matches in ways that we usually don't. Uh, mm-hmm. So I do wonder what the matchmaking is like or bots or whatever else is going on there in those early, early stages. Um, but we were doing well and we were having fun for a while. And then we, after about three or four matches, we, we bumped out and, and went back to Outriders. Well, here's what I can tell you is that I don't know that they're all not bots, but uh, in at least a couple of the matches I played today, there was someone that was just blaring Katy Perry's firework into okay. the, the voice chat. That's a bot. Uh, and I'm no, pretty sure just, a bot was not doing that. that. No, that's how good the bots have gotten. Yeah. You're able to just fake the, the bad you know, popular. That's, well. that, that's a bot that thinks that that's how humans talk. <laughs> that's okay. a bot well, that, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bot that is like, I've scoured the internet. This seems correct. I am a firework, damn it. Like the, the the most basic example I can give for what feels like you're doing something wrong in this game is like being in, like, I've been in a long-distance firefight with somebody where we're just taking pot shots around corners at each other. Also, we should point out, I don't think we've mentioned, you can only put portals on certain surfaces. It's yes. like a very yeah. clearly, and it's very clear where they it's are. a super well-delineated, like, certain texture map. Like, it's this kind of, like, hex-looking, almost kind of high-tech-looking thing. Um. Like, they had one of the surfaces behind them, and I had one, like, right to my right around the corner. I was like, wait a minute. You can shoot a portal all the way across the map. Yeah. I just shot a portal down this super long hall right behind them, stuck the other one right next to myself around the corner, and just, like, walked through and shot them in the back of the head. Like, it's nice. ridiculous. Yeah. Completely it's very, ridiculous. It's, it's um especially in the early goings, a lot of the fun for me was remembering, like, doing it like a shooter, and then suddenly having that... That quick moment yes. where I'm like, oh, portals. And then just like yes. snapping a portal off and being like, I'm out of here. Uh, I was definitely playing against a bunch of people who forgot they could even <laughs> do portals. Like there was yeah. one match I had, probably like a second or third one, where I found a good balcony spot where I just plopped one down or up, like sort of like, and then one right near where the spawn point was. And so I was basically just in a perfect sniper position to shoot them as they kept going into the center of the map. Mm. And they just never figured out yep. what I was doing. Like, exactly I just kept that. shooting them. And it was it was a fucking killing floor, man. Def- absolutely the same thing. Like, I definitely have had multiple moments of just like, why am I still getting away with this? Like, why are you letting me do this? This is absurd. I think a lot of people forget you can close other yeah. people's portals if yeah. you get to them. Yeah. Uh, I saw, like, I saw a piece on Kotaku ran the other day saying, like, hey, this game rules, but nobody's using the portals. Like, why are people not using the portals in this game? That's the whole point. So, like, I think that's a pretty widespread thing. Yeah. To just go in and kind of treat it as a shooter and forget about the part of the game that makes it unique. And the thing is, the shooting part is, like, fine. It's good. Mm. It has, like, enough impact to it. Like, there's a decent gun variety, depending on what mode you're in. But, like... I think the reason I'm into it is specifically the portals because the shooting is just like good. It, I think it's like a lot of other shooters. It feels really good to me. Like it's got the, it's got the kind of halo esque time to kill because it takes like 
Mm. Like the default weapons are like a single shot. Um, it's like the DMR from Halo mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think the battle rifle is the, the, the burst fire one, right? Yeah. It takes like, it'll take like three, four squeezes of the trigger to take somebody down. So it's not like they take one to the face right. coming around the corner and immediately go down. So you've got some. Well, there are room. some modes where a headshot is an instant yes. kill. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But generally it's more on the Halo end of things than the Call of Duty end of like, yeah, you've got a little wiggle room. If you take a couple shots, you can probably run away and not immediately eat shit. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy's in power suits, so. Right. And, and you, but, you have a jetpack, and so it kind of make, it can be kind of floaty in there, too. So you're trying to. That's the thing I keep forgetting to use the jetpack. the jetpack. I forget I even have it. Mm. It's, you know, there's a lot of, you've got some mobility when you got yeah. portals and jetpacks. I think for me, um, I'm not, a, I'm not a competitive shooter person unless it is very team based. Like, like for right. me, like team synergy where there's a healer on a team, right? Like, or, you know, like a, somebody who plays like defense, like that is more my you like speed. roles. I like role based team based shooters. This is more team deathmatch or is team yeah. death. Yeah, death absolutely. Match. Like, like Alex yeah. said, it's a lot of sniper shoddy or it's, you know, it's a lot of like lone wolf just running off to get kills to get your team ahead kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so, um, you know that it, it, I'm just, I fall off of stuff like that because, uh, I'm not good at it or <laughs> because, you know, I just, it's just not that's, my type of game. This is, this is I, why I I, this game is here to let you outthink your opponent rather than out shooting mm, them. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I'm not good at those kinds of shooters either. Like, I, I played a fair amount of, like, Unreal Tournament back in the day and stuff, but I was never very good at it. And this is obviously isn't as fast as that, as that stuff was, but, like, something here is clicking in a way that, like, other team-based shooters maybe have not as much for me, you know? And I, I like me some Halo multiplayer okay, but I was never super into it. I just like the stupidity of the portals. Like, the, the portal yeah. thing is just, it's a, it's a really interesting novel hook. That is that feels glaringly obvious in a way that I'm kind of mad no one tried this before in like a significant way. I don't know. Like I just I think they have the right hook and they are doing the right things with it for the most part. I know at some point I will graduate to playing against people who are actually good at shooters and mm-hmm. all of my joy will be sapped for me. But that's okay. I'm fine just getting to that point and being like, okay, I got my fun out of this. I'm good. I just I, I really want to see what high level play in this game looks like because mm. like I haven't had a chance to I haven't like found a lot of opportunities to really try to like exploit the physics or the portal system because you know in in portal in actual portal you could do things like you, know, you could throw a portal way down on the ground below you and jump in and yeah. you keep that momentum right you keep the momentum of falling vertically if you pop out horizontally somewhere else and then you just go right. flying across the room like I want to see if stuff like that is possible in the game if you can just like send yourself literally flying across the entire level but. You know, it, it seems like it's going to it's going to take some time for people to build up that kind of competitive skill set for people to really exploit what's there. Yeah, I'll be curious to see the trajectory of that uh, pun intended uh, for, for to see how, how this goes. You know, it's it sounds like it's been around for a while with with, you know, ru- some success early on and then kind of peering out now that it's in beta and people are coming back to it and consoles, um, you know, see if there's an appetite for, for this. We've had some. We talked a little bit about this before the podcast, some throwback, some taste for the throwback uh, team mm-hmm. deathmatch shooter. Uh, again, Look, not my genre. Late, te- late, late 90s, early aughts aesthetics are back. <laughs> the vibes are back. You know, I, like I said, I saw a girl in giant jeans and a slipknot shirt not even a week ago. Like that shit is back, my Wait, friends. How, how giant are we, are we talking like Jinko? I'm talking huge. I'm talking like massive Jinko chains and zippers, oh, like boy. fucking... Yeah, dude, like the whole thing. How do you know right. she didn't like fall out of it? You do like time port, like they're like, hey, what what year is this? No, nah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that, that it's new metal is coming back. 
the aesthetics of that era are back. And I think, you know, to some degree, some of the things from video games from that era are maybe starting to make a little bit of a comeback. I mean, it's right on schedule, right? It's always about 20 years, right? Like I, I I say the actual is closer to 30, but video games don't have that much time <laughs> between them. So I feel like, yeah, 20 is a, is a good, that's a good benchmark. We have to, we have to stop Hot Topic. D- don't worry. <laughs> It'll stop itself. We we, uh, we we started by destroying the malls. We, we can't let them. Spencer's gifts takes over. Don't. There's nope. A, we're good. There's a video I saw on Twitter last week that I think I retweeted that was just a the Austin Powers theme playing in an abandoned, like fucked up looking mall. Like for and real? It's one of the most, yeah. Like it's it is just the echo through the halls, and it is one of the more haunting things I've ever seen in my life. Was it a trailer for like the next Gears? Or it no, just it's like, just thirty seconds of an empty ass, like, busted ass mall with like da 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 da, da. but creepy, like echoey and reverb-y. very creepy. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Like slow it if you slow it down fifty percent, it definitely could be a trailer for like a the next some next uh, Unreal game or something like mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, no, that's a map for Splitgate. It's coming soon. We have to get him. Yeah, it's uh... this summer. Powers <laughs> is back like you've never seen him before. No, it's not about time. No, so you you, so you can keep me waiting. It's not shagadelic. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's Splitgate in yeah. beta now. I, I had some Q. Be prepared for maybe possibly some Q issues. I played on the PC and on PS4 or PS5, but it's a PS4 game. Um, and the Q was probably about five minutes, which felt like forever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've had a much easier time during the day than I have in mm. evenings. Evenings seem a little rough. Yeah. Last night when I played it, it was longer uh, in the morning when I tried to get on, early morning. Mm. Uh, on the PC, I got in probably within like, I don't know, a minute tops, but. I'm so bad at game estimation times. If you ask me what the load time is a game, I'll probably, I fucking took 10 minutes to get into that game. And it was like probably 45 seconds, you know, 45 seconds in game load time. Always feels all that matters is how long it feels like. Yeah, that's right. The game load feel. What's the game load feel like in this game? That was the, (laughs) (laughs) uh, another game that we, uh, 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 played this week, Jupiter hell. Another game that has been kicking around for a while that hit 1.0. That's Jupiter Hill. Name, the name of this game is so stupid. In, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an amazing way. In an amazing way because of what this game is. Uh, Brad, what it what is, is. Yeah, what is it? It's Rogue but Doom. And I but mean not, Rogue Rogue. But not their like, first like Doom uh, Doom adjacent or a Doom, Doom-ish property, right? Well, I, I should clarify, yeah. So it's, it's, it's Rogue the game. Like they are making a game that is very much Rogue mm-hmm. of a Rogue-like fame. Mm-hmm. And the Doom stuff is just aesthetic. It's just the trappings, you know. It's the look and the feel and the sound and all that stuff. It is. It's a. It's an asshole with a big gun yes. quipping while while fucking you know new metal plays yeah. behind you. It is, it is very much asshole space marine killing like possessed soldiers on a yeah. on a space base that is taken Outside over by hell. Yeah, but it's just like the whole thing about it. Like that name is just so like well. We need a legally distinct planet that's not Mars. How about Jupiter? Oh, yeah. oh, by the way, hell is there. Also, let's slap a pentagram on our logo. I mean, Jupiter like, is the second coolest planet in all of the solar system. Like it, so. it, it is super just like, well, this is Doom and Rogue, but we can't call it. So they actually, these people, I guess, made a, a game called Doom of the Roguelike. <laughs> you mean DR, okay. DRT, DTR? Well, doubt, no, it's a DR, DRL, I believe. DRL, that has some real-life right. Nirvana, the band, that's the yes, show energy. it is super that, <laughs> because apparently they were contacted by Bethesda's lawyers at a point. 
and had to drop the word Doom, so they named it. They renamed it DRL, but um, DRL. Also, also, I guess Derek, you worked on the original mm. DRL Doom. Oh, really? Room, like, yes, it's been around for like uh, yeah. two thousand two or something. It's very old. Okay. Um, but uh, I think this game's cool. Yeah. I've always been fascinated by Rogue and like wouldn't mind a modern interpretation of it to dig into. It's all based on ranged combat though, where like original Rogue is melee, right? You have to like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a tile-based turn-based game. Like you move one square at a time and like every time you move, all the monsters move a turn as well. It's that. You can but do it, projectiles. Like you oh, have it does a bow. Have, yeah, you okay. can throw, and you can throw stuff. Do the projectiles travel like one square per turn or are they instant like hit scan? Jeez, I'm trying to remember. We just played this uh, earlier this year with Ben. This year with Ben? I don't yeah, know. that was. Yeah. Um, what is like that time? feature? Was that feature was part of the reason I kind of got interested in Rogue again? Y- yeah, I think it might be instant. I don't think it actually okay. is like the the projectile goes per step or per tick. Okay, so so like that's the one thing I'm having a hard time getting my head around in this game is it's all range based combat or pretty much all. There are melee weapons, but it's primarily guns. Yeah, and like. It's very much like walk into a new room and there are enemies in there and they just shoot you instantly. You know, like the second you move a square. Right. Like it's kind of hard to see stuff like that coming. It's usually I wind up getting shot as I take my because there's cover. So I wind up getting shot as I turn my back and try to get behind a cover uh, uh, thing. But yeah, like you, you can very easily just like rogue or from my understanding of watching Ben play it, uh, walk into a bad room uh, and then trigger a bunch of enemies. But there, there are also a bunch of stats for your character. That you can get things that, um, like, uh, uh, you, there's it's classes. There's three classes out, out of the gate there. Mercenary, I want to say technician. Oh, what's the other one? Like, like um, hacker, is it hacker or something in that vein. I, f- I forget exactly what the third one was. Uh, and they have different uh, passive traits and, and different active abilities. Yeah, it is very stat heavy, very, very oh. buff and debuff heavy. Like this, it's rogue for sure. <laughs> like it's got a lot of that stuff in there. It's, it's pretty technical. And it knows it. I mean, it, it, is, it is wearing it on its sleeve to the point where, um, you know, it's got like ASCII uh, 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 depictions of what's going on uh, in the corners and stuff. It's, um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I, I actually had a lot of fun with it. Some of the stuff that I was having a little trouble figuring out in my time with it was things like hey this will increase your reload speed and it seems like but actually when i was streaming i was streaming yesterday and one of the developers in the chat said there's a running clock actually underneath it and you can get you can get things that actually you might be at two turns before an enemy gets a turn and it's so interesting those kind okay. of things can happen because i was like oh isn't everything just gonna be one tick you right. know like right because uh, like you reload that counts as a turn like if you yeah. hit the reload key everything else moves a square right yeah so so i guess that's not necessarily true so um the stuff like that uh, I actually played it again this morning to get another run in. I get that run and had a great run uh, w- with the shotgun. Uh, weapons have buffs on them, also. Like Brad said, there's tons of buffs. Just like it's like kind uh, of a lot to keep up with. Like there is sort yeah. of a built-in kind of glossary of abilities and buffs and stuff like that. But it's and also it's all text. Like it's all the help screens and the the inventory. Everything is just reams of text. So it's kind of kind of a lot to take in. Also, uh, one of the great things that. <laughs> Takes you. I played with a controller. I was playing on the PC on Steam, uh, playing with a controller. But it, basically, the game says, "Put your mouse down." Like this is a this is kind of keyboard only. Like you're not going to use your mouse at all because there's nothing to really do with your mouse. Like you're you're mostly just selecting the grid. Apparently, occasionally you're moving a cur- uh, um, a grid selector around on the screen if you want to target barrels or, or throw a grenade or throw lob something. You are 
moving something around on the screen, but for the most part, you're just moving your character forward and, you know, not moving diagonally. And it's, it's fun. The music is, is a lot of fun as well. The number of times they come out and say like, Hey, you can move <laughs> diagonally, but that's actually two turns like that. We just sped yeah. that up for the animation system, but technically you're moving to, yeah. and you go one diagonal, just know that. <laughs> also like the, the first time you boot up the game, they're like, Hey, this game includes a lot of nineties humor of the yeah. era. That's like appropriate to the era. Do you want a clean version of the game that turns all that stuff off? And like, I left it on, but I didn't get the sense they were saying, hey, you can turn this stuff off because it's offensive and more because you might think it's really fucking stupid. Yeah, that was the vibe I got, Which too. is like, very much <laughs> the vibe I was getting when I was playing it is like, it's just kind of cheesy to a fault, like in yeah. kind of not a kind of a grating way. Yeah, it's like, an endless parade of one-liners, and yeah, you know, like every once like, in a while, one is like, "Okay, that's kind of funny," but yeah, like it's it's for for the most part, it's like just lifting quotes verbatim from games from the '90s. It's like yeah. eh, you didn't really fully execute on this idea, I'm afraid. Oh, it's like I, I'm okay with it. I think they know. what I love the doing. toggle. I think yeah. the toggle is a yeah. great idea. Yeah, so I thought it was like kind of amusing that they're like, "Hey, you, you, maybe they know." You know, it's like, "Hey, maybe we kind of know." Like, if you just want to turn this stupid shit off. Also, it's here, Commander Shepard. Also, yes, like. Those lines are so cheesy, it didn't even clue me into the fact that it's Mark Mayer doing the voice. It doesn't quite sound like Commander Shepard, but yeah. God, not exactly. Also, yeah. like, he doesn't do... Does he do a lot of games? I don't know. Like, you know he's I feel fit- like I haven't heard about him doing anything non-Mass Effect in a while. Right, like, I kind of... You'd think that he would be a little more prolific, maybe? He's 50. Did you know that? I did not know that. Commander Shepard, 50 years old. Oh, out there. looks like he does a fair amount of TV, actually. Hmm. It's getting all that Mass Effect. Uh, uh, I'm sure it's just getting ma- all that Mass Effect. Uh, all those Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I'm sure yes, that's I'm how sure. That. video game voice actors just rolling in residuals. I'm sure. Yeah, that's why they have to do 17 <laughs> games a year to get by. Um, I uh, so Jupiter Hell, very rogue. <laughs> like, yeah. like a little more than even I I was expecting. Um, but it commits to it. I think and uh. I got up to a fun part on my stream. You can, you can check it out. It's, uh, it should be up on YouTube now where, um, I had super low health. I just gotten through a thing and it like, kind of like we were saying earlier, poked my head out from behind a rock and three things were just running towards me (laughs) with no chance of me. Uh, very kind of, Oh, this is where this character dies in this alien Ooh. movie uh, of just firing off and and pull the camera back and we are done here. So here, here is here is your ten seconds to realize that all hope is lost. Yes, right. Just kind of get my one liner out there and yep. just uh, pull all the pins on my grenades on my chest and let me go yep. out. You were, you were always an asshole, Gorman. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> and now you're dead. Yes. Yes. And then I'm dead. Um, so that's Jupiter Hell. That is currently one point oh out now. Uh, it's twenty five dollars. I guess that was a that was a Kickstarter game, which like seeing that kind of made me go, oh right, Kickstarter, Kickstarter, yeah. yeah. I feel like I still do a lot of board games on Kickstarter. Yeah, board games, yes. Like I, specifically video games, feels like slowed down on Kickstarter dramatically. I did um, Pathfinder game on Kickstarter. I think I I did that one, the the new one that's coming out. But yeah, I have not. I do way more board, and now I have to really. <laughs> I have stopped doing board games pretty much on Kickstarter because it has gotten bad hey those uh, boards are flat just stick them in that scanner you know no the boards are flat the minis are oh, you can't scan a mini unless well, you got a 3d printer now, now you, need to, you need to buy a laser scanner many next many. 3d laser scan just- no 3d printer and then just get the uh the what are the stls what are the uh the 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 3d printer files and then i'll just 
I'll print my own stuff. It's the print and play. That's what they meant. Um, they, they are the board games are just come with too many damn minis. I mean, they're cool and everything, but uh, man, a Marvel United game has really fun minis. And there's an X Men United game. Where Stop. do you store them all? Stop buying. Don't. don't. You don't. I know. That's weird. Know. That's no. Got we got to get you a. We got to get you a second house that just houses all your your minis and your figures. That seems really expensive. <laughs> that seems, but I like your solution. I like your. But you thinking. know what? Long term, I think honestly, you can't afford not to. That's right. Like yes, it's an upfront cost, but like long term, you are. This is an investment. Yeah. What, what if price I just would you put on your peace of mind? That's yeah. right. What if I? You think they would be mad if I got a storage unit and turned it into like a game room? Like just put like a, a rug down and like some shelves with games on it and like bring. We'll all go there to play some games. You think you could use a storage unit as a studio? You think they get mad? Hmm. I my. I, Pop culture has told me that storage companies generally do not like it when people hang out in those storage <laughs> lockers, but I don't know if that's there's actually a policy around that. I bet I bet the soundproofing in those things is probably oh, not exactly yeah. top notch. Yeah. Ventilation's probably not super. No. Great. I mean the rooms are climate controlled, that's about it. Hmm. I wonder. Could you like slip somebody some some money and just be like, Hey, we're just we're gonna be in here for two hours, we're gonna be filming uh, this is our new this is Next Lander Studio is 32C in the Stororama, uh, where we film everything. Um, speaking of places that are icky and uh, possibly full of bugs crawling all over your stuff, I also played a game called Grime, which has a uh, is also twenty five dollars. Played that one on um, the Unreal. No, sorry, the Epic the Store. Epic store. Yeah. Um, Grime has a real aesthetic, which is. As, the, as you might, yeah, pretty, pretty grimy. Like pretty, UK grime or some like a lot of like body weirdness, horror mm. and like inside it's a lot of stone, actually a lot of weird stone with arms popping out mm. of them and it's got a real. So I think it bills itself right as a Metroidvania meets uh, Dark Souls, because it, it is that. That's it, it, about right. as far. I tried a little bit of this game, but yes, when I pulled up the Steam store, the two tags that were at the top of the list were Souls Like a Metroidvania. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's a video game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like nothing against those things, but it's boy. It, it's uh, so you play this character. It's got a real kind of uh, uh kind of um, uh, kind of opaque or obtuse kind of story going on, like real, like lore. Yeah. Like the writing, you know, even like the item descriptions, like all the text is very much of that very specific souls like tone. Yeah. And then the mechanic, there's an interesting parry mechanic where, um, you absorb a character, basically just kind of defeat them by parrying. Uh, if, if you are able to, if they are below a certain health and able to, and you kind of you kind of trigger it at the right point at the point of contact with an enemy's attack, and you parry it, and then you absorb them, and you're building up mass, mass, I think, and then you're spending that stuff for upgrades. And there's uh, oh, you can just say souls. It's okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, uh, you know, as after you, they call them prey hunts. I think if you absorb enough of a character, you can get its ability or a special ability from that character. Um, and kind of unlock that in your talent tree if you kind of get enough talent points and do that. I, I made it past the first boss. Um, it's it's interesting. I don't think I'm going to spend too much more time in it. Uh, it but it is interesting I, in what they're doing and what they're combining. The weapons are like 
you know, if this tells you anything, have letters for the stats of like, mm-hmm. hey, A, D, 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 S. Yes. I mean, or, you know, the first time you go to a bonfire, which is like a crystal column that you imprint on and not a bonfire, but it's a bonfire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like when yeah. you upgrade, you know, it's like all the, all the like strength, uh, I forget what all the stats are, but like strength and whatever. It's like weapons with strength scale with the stat. You know, yes. like it is extremely that. Yeah. Is it grime? Uh, 25 bucks. Like, again, it's, it I think it's fine. interesting like, for what I, they're doing. Yeah. It's got I, kind of a nice look to it. Like the, the aesthetic is a little more cohesive than I expected. Like it's actually got something going on visually. Like I don't, I don't want to be too dismissive of it. Yeah. But, it's creative. It, it's not my necessarily but, this aesthetic I'm going for. Uh, in my life, you know, it's not like, your kind of grind. It's just, it's just very familiar. The mechanics are and the tone and like the the structure, everything about the way it's put together is f- very familiar. It's it's weird, right? Because it is, it is not more than the sum of its parts. It feels like you are playing. It feels like these pieces they have taken are stand not com- gelling in a way they're that make parts, it feel like more. But- yeah, they're great parts, but it doesn't feel like it's becoming more than that. You feel those pieces as you're playing it, like. Like it's a, it's a suspension, not a solution. Like these things, Kirby agrees. It's a suspension, not a solution where these things didn't fully dissolve. You still feel the kind of sure. uh, separate parts. It's <laughs> a little bit of grit in the glass. It didn't quite- <laughs> yeah. In the, there's a, yeah. Grime has some grit. Um, Hades came out on, on the, yeah, uh, yeah. On I played other- some more Hades. It is Hades it- is still a good ass game. Let me, let me triple check. Did it come out or it is about to come out on PS4 and Xbox? Oh yeah. I we think should it's out. Check. Uh, as Thursday, of time, Thursday week. depending on okay. when you're listening to this, Thursday, the 12th, uh, when it comes out. Well, here's your hot exclusive. Yeah. They made on. Hades again, but on different platforms. Yes, PlayStation, Xbox. It's got 4K assets now, which I think even yeah. the PC version did not have previously. I think that's correct. I think if 1440 I'm, was the max, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, that art, if there is a game to see in 4K, it is this one. Hey, it looks real nice. I'll tell you right now, from my experience playing that thing on the Xbox, it looks real nice in 4K. So I, I, I didn't play a ton of Hades. I played a good, good few hours. I was pretty deep into the second area, like the, the infernal fire mm-hmm. area kind of, um, but I kind of put it down at a point cause I wanted to come back cause I knew this would be happening at some point. Yeah. Um, so I got to Meg on my first run in this, when I started this new game, like mm-hmm. <laughs> my having delusions of grandeur, like that's probably, that's nothing, right? Like I assume Oh, I like, mean that's, that's, that's a decent run. Is it? That's yeah. a decent run for with okay. like no I got, upgrades. I got I got her about halfway down on that very first <laughs> yeah. kind of tutorial intro yeah, run without. I was just like like at the time I was like kind of feeling big for my britches. Like I got to the first boss. First no, you run. should you should feel your oats about but, that. That's all right. But it kind of also made me wonder. Like, I have you looked if there's like a is there any crazy like sequence breaking or speed running Hades community out there? Like like there's oh, got to be sure. somebody out there that can. There's got to be somebody out there that can beat that game on the tutorial run, right? Like on the zero upgrade, like. <laughs> oh, I yeah. expect there definitely is. I've not gone looking for it, though. Like I, or it makes me, it almost makes me wonder if there are like safeguards in place to stop you from doing that. Like at a certain point, do they just force you to die? Oh. To like force you to go through? Because, you know, you don't go back to the hub and start seeing how to upgrade your stuff until you yeah. die the first time. I wonder if you can finish the, the game. From like, from boot to like yeah. finish? I wonder. Yeah. Um, I. I never finished it. I made it up to Elysium. Elysium? Is that a... Mm-hmm. No. Is that, is I think that that's a, a third area. Is that the one where you fight the two bosses at the same time? Oh, it's been a It's been a while. I haven't played it in a while. Yeah, I will say I have not gotten uh, past the fire area in the new game, so it's been a okay. while for me as well. Um, but yeah, I, I want... I really enjoyed my time with it. I will probably play some of it on the, on the consoles 
Um, to, I, I did not love the, we talked about it before, did not love the kind of um, compromises fidelity-wise that had to be made on the Switch yes. version. Yes. Yeah, 720 part, is not the best way to look at that game. Part, part of the reason I put it down, decided to wait for other consoles. Yeah, ran okay. Just is just a little mushy, a little blurry. Yeah. For I'll say it again, looks real nice in 4K. Yeah, I bet, I bet. So that's out. Uh, I think there's a physical release out as well. If there is, are, uh, that is coming as well. Looking for that, but that is uh, the digital version, just twenty five dollars. That uh, is, I, think, that? I think everything's twenty five dollars now. Let's, let's make sure. <laughs> I wrote twenty five dollars yes. down here so much. Yes, that is right. Project okay. twenty five dollar. <laughs> that's right. Um, I, I've I've always wondered like it's kind of not possible to do an apples to apples comparison because like media outlets come and go and like the way people give awards varies from year to year, but. I think this has got to be one of the most game of the year games in history. Like, uh, which are which did really well. And didn't like it at least I, a little bit. I don't. I don't think I've seen a, a game get so many game of the year awards since. Like, Witcher was Witcher three was way up there. Yeah, Witcher great. three was up I feel there. Like Last of Us was up there. Yeah, uh, original Last of Us. Um, I'm trying to think recent memory. Like like World of Warcraft definitely was one. Mm-hmm. But that was, I, I just I don't for my voting time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen. What did you not? Were you not voting back then? I don't think so. Uh, oh wait, that was that was before you came along, right? That was yeah. Was, you came in in like, '06, right? Yes, that's right. Uh, 05 or yeah, somewhere in there. Um, I, I yes, somewhere in there. And when was, that was like '04. Yeah, oh, 05, I thought. Oh, wow, was it for you? Anyway, anyway, I just like Boy, Hades yeah. has just like kind of blew my mind at how much it just took award season by storm mm. last year. You know, it does the thing. Like it's it's it plays extremely well, and it they figured out how to do the super giant narrative on top of that kind of game, right? Or to come at it from a different angle, they figured out yeah. how to take the looping roguelike mechanic yeah. and yeah. give it an interesting story that works in that format, right? <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, it's funny after playing, and I'm sure I don't want to open this can of worms, so I will kick it open. I'll just mm-hmm. kick the barrel down. Um, I'm going to call that game a run-based game after playing Jupiter Hell. That is a roguelike game. This <laughs> Hades, that's that's just got to be run-based. That's just runs. That's just runs. That's just got to be run-based. Um, I'm ready to make the distinction here. Okay. Oh, you, mean it, you mean it's a roguelite? It's a <laughs> um, because, man, I forgot until I cracked open Jupiter Hell. What a ro- what rogue was for, for a minute there where you were just making, you know, turn-based step-by-step. Uh, but also, I mean, Jupiter Hell is like actual rogue where nothing carries over, right? I don't think there's anything to unlock from run to run, is there? Not to my knowledge. Not, you not are, that I could just find. starting right over, yeah. Right. Um, uh, Hades, out. Yeah. If you have Still it, a great game. Now has never been a better time to get Hades ending. The Hades ending. Uh, another game I, I, I'll just say briefly Wait, here. I, I, oh, yeah. Not to, right. not to dig into Supergiant's business too much, but I saw yeah. them out there. They've got like an open, I think, 3D animator position or something. Oh. 3D you animator. Got, you think they got going on? I don't I think know, they're new stuff, new ramping projects. Up, ramping up on something already? I mean, I, they're not... I didn't get the impression they were planning on doing a lot of like post-release stuff for this game. Right, it's that's really just kinda, get, getting those other versions out there. Yeah, that's, that's what I was wondering. Is I wonder if they're already ramping up on a new project or if there's more to come with Hades because it was so damn big. It was so damn big, but at the same time, like, the way that thing wraps up, I don't think you have to do more of it. Yeah. I mean, that stuff in there is all 3D, right? Like, those are, those are not, that's not sprite-based. I, I, I think, I think those characters are 3D modeled. Yeah. It's, it's just and fixed on the camera. Rendered, r- frames rendered out. I'm not sure. Um, 
sorry, the uh, the name of this game, I'm not I'm going to play more of it, so I'm just going to say briefly, um Atrio or Atrio, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, The Dark Wild, which is a, a factory game that Ooh. has a has a really interesting vibe. It's an early access. Uh I played a little bit of it, uh just but I kind of <laughs> out of all the stuff we just mentioned, probably the thing that tickled my brain the most uh out of all of this stuff, uh just got that factory uh factory business going in my head again. Where it's got it's a like a darker tone. We've seen a lot of these, especially in the factory building genre, where like you're this kind of nameless drone or person or worker who's working for the megacorp and go to the planet and like you know your property, right? Like you're the property of the company and like don't damage yourself. I haven't that seen that thing. anywhere. Yeah, so it's got a bit of that vibe, but I think you literally are an android here, and the hook is. At least from what I could tell in the limited time I played with it, and I'll get more into it. I think you only have like 14 minutes before your battery runs out and you kind of your your little drone explodes and then a new one of you pops up uh and you can go collect your um your supplies from your old character. So uh yeah, you're just kind of this so you gotta make sure you die near your <laughs> near Wait, your base. What purpose does that serve? Uh I'm not exactly sure yet. Uh so again, I'm very early on. I don't know if it just is like you can't run out too too far outside of your zone, possibly to go uh, explore too far, you know, and get too far afield. I'm not sure yet, but I really like it, uh, and I kind of like the tone in it. Uh, the game is called uh, Atrio: The Dark Wild, and then uh, very briefly, also, I'm gonna put more time in it, too, but I went back in on that intermission on the Final Fantasy VII remake intermission. Wow. Back yep. to the well, huh? Back in. I'm back so in. Soon? Uh, you know, I like that. I liked I liked Final Final Fantasy VII remake. So uh, I heard you were a big fan of moving crates around and love my time towers. in there. I'm curious to see what this is. I, again, I don't know much about intermission here. It's the uh, Yuffie uh, uh, play portion of it, and I don't know what this is. I don't know how long this is. I don't know what story this is trying to tell. I really have no idea what's going on here. All I know is. They have a mini game in it called Fort Condor, and I kind of like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is like, Fort? Wasn't Fort Condor from Final Fantasy VII original? Ask me anything about Final Fantasy VII original. What's up with Fort Condor? Uh, it's uh, one of your best summons. You uh, that and uh, uh, Knights of the Round. Uh, you summon Fort Condor, and it it just kills everything. Just apparently, Fort Fort Condor in the original game has a giant condor sitting on top of it. Okay, as it should. Uh, this is like a, a weird tower defense-y kind of thing. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, it's hard to describe here, or maybe it's not, and I just can't. I'm not up to the task. But uh, it's um, you're basically plucking down units, trying to attack an enemy's bases while the enemy is trying to attack yours, and it's got a rock, paper, scissors mechanic. So like um, certain characters are more uh, apt to do damage against other characters. And, you know, you're collecting the units as you play the game, I, I assume. So I haven't spent too much time in it, but it's not too different from Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> not surprising. Just maybe maybe uh, Yuffie seems like she is both ranged and up close. Yeah, I was going to ask if you've done much combat with her because I heard yeah. I heard much like Tifa, she is super fun to actually play. Yeah, seems fun. She has um, on her default weapon, um, she can... Uh, um, when she launches the weapon, it can kind of sit there and spin <laughs> kind of attacking a character. And then you are melee based and then you can actually change what kind of, um, damage type modifier, like, uh, uh, ice fire or whatever your, mm -hmm. your attacks are doing 
as part of that, that particular weapon you start with. So that's fun because you, you also start with an assess. I think that's what they call it. The assess materia to figure out if, what characters are weak to. So that's fun. I haven't gotten the, the rest of the party yet. I'm still very early on, uh, still running around one of the sectors. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure where that story is going to end up. They do warn you to not play that until you have finished the main campaign. So I assume it's going to overlap significantly with that stuff. Intermission, Final Fantasy VII Intermission. Have you guys heard? Do you know? I'll ask here. Is it what are we talking? Fifteen hours? Ten? Two? Eight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, sound, you sound you sound concerned. <laughs> I don't know if I'm up for twenty to thirty, but I can't imagine it's that long. Ah, right? uh, you know, don't be too sure. All right, all right. Uh, I'm I have it on good authority. Four to five hours, perhaps. Oh, that's nothing. Okay. Oh yeah, I can that- do that in my sleep. That's like that's only like two running back and forth through the sewers doing boxes. <laughs> uh, I'm fine. All right, uh, that's it. Intermission. I'll, I'll continue with that. And that was Atrio the Dark Wild or Atrio the Dark Wild. Um, yeah, we're, we're yeah nothing you know nothing against the games that we have been dabbling with here or anything. But I feel like we're kind of still in a little bit of a lull here. But we're close to some stuff. Yes. Yeah, I mean, hyped for. I feel like the, the second, I feel like the back half of the month has got some, some actual game. I mean, again, not all games are actual games. I don't mean to be dismissive, but I, we're talking about games that we are very specifically yes, looking forward yes, to. Yes, a lot of stuff that we are looking forward to. 12 Minutes is coming out soon, mm-hmm. which I'm very curious about. Psychonauts 2 is out soon, which I also am very curious about. Psychonauts 2, I want to check out that Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Check that Aliens Fireteam Elite. Yeah. Got to remember the Elite. Of course, John Branding. Madden's football. Oh, man. We're all going to play that, right? Dude. Yep, You're all going to play football with I me, can, right? I am, I am ready, always ready for some football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that uh, um, Outer Wilds DLC is yes. uh, also well, that's, sep- end of September, I think. Yes. And actually, some stuff did just drop today, but we'll probably talk about that in a few. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I will mention this here also because it's not really news, not a big deal, but that um, that New World game got, also got pushed back to end mm-hmm. of uh, September. Um, still have no idea what the heck that is. It's I was hoping world, to man. find out this month. It's an MMO. Not this yeah, month. Not this month. Uh, that is also now pushed back. All right. Should we take a quick break and come back with some news? Love sure. it. All right. I'm just going to run down quickly here. That was Splitgate, Jupiter Hell, Grime, Hades, and then very briefly, Atrio the Dark Wild and Intermission. When we come back, we will have uh, some of that Nintendo Indie World, which we uh, which just happened as of the time of this recording today. So come back and we're going to talk about that along with some other stuff. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some, uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place says here that most people think they're spending 80 dollars on their subscriptions when in reality 
The number is closer to 200. My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh-huh. and I was doing yes. some coding. And then I'm sure. I, I used my ExpressVPN and then VPNed into my home computer. Likely story. Uh huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast enough. That's what they all it's, say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD, problemless, on the hotel Wi-Fi, and they didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know a damn thing. Says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And we are back, and it's time to see what happened this week. There's never a dull moment in the world of video gaming and games. Just That is the most broad, incredibly nothing statement I have <laughs> maybe like ever actually heard you say out loud. It's like, it's like you said everything and nothing all at once. Yeah. It's that always, is some veteran broadcaster shit, man. <laughs> There's always something happening... And that's the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. When video game news falls to pieces, Alex Navarro's here to pick up the bits. Alex. Oh boy. <laughs> well, before yes. we get into real news, uh, right. I just want to briefly touch on a thing that I was reminded of this week, uh, okay. which is uh, the anniversary of one of the most uh, important moments in video games for me. Oh. Uh, specifically... The time I was on QVC hawking oh, Beatles Rock Band. God, I saw Drake tweeting <clears throat> about that and the part where he described it as a 48-hour marathon? We didn't like, sleep a lot during that time. Like, nobody was up for 48 hours straight, right? No, I, so, like, a bunch of our hits, so it's the quick, like, log line for people who maybe don't remember the story or don't know it. 
or uh, QVC. When I worked, yeah, when I worked on Cream Harmonics, I went on QVC for some live hits to 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 pedal Beatles Rock Band along with the rest of the community team at the time. And so uh, we had one that was in like the afternoon and then we had another one that was at like one in the morning or two in the morning or something. And what? the way it was buffered out, like there really wasn't a lot of room to sleep. So I did get some sleep in that 48 hour period, but it was not consistent or at a normal time. Can I ask why mm-hmm. they couldn't just pre tape these segments and run them overnight? That is not how QVC rolls. Yeah, man. it's just not how it's done. Hmm. You want to tune in for that live, yeah. live energy. You want to see where it can go wrong when you're trying <laughs> yes. to sell samurai swords on TV. Yeah. Yes. Drums. A lot of, all that all that energy at two in the morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, we did a couple live hits. Uh, on our way out, we briefly met Joan Rivers. You know, okay. that is kind of the, the gist of the whole experience. But, you know, it's just one of the weirder moments of my life. What was she like? Uh, exactly what you think Joan Rivers would be like. She mm. got on the drums and tear it up. No, she didn't care about what we were doing. Um, we just met her in the in backstage in kind of the green room area, and she was asking yeah. a couple of questions. She was just like, oh, you're doing the video game. Okay, all right, that's interesting. All right, that's, yeah. <laughs> Do you it know was, Paul? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But she took a photo with us. She was perfectly nice. You know, she was uh, a professional. Uh, QVC. Yeah, it still QVC exists somehow. Still, still going? Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, no, it's still on TV. They still have a compound out in central Pennsylvania somewhere, and... Mm. uh it's, uh, as I've said many times, it's the place you want to go if uh, the zombie apocalypse ever happens, because they oh, are I just bet. stocked up. Oh, I bet. I bet there's all sorts of weird stuff in there. Food, drums. Yeah. If you want freeze-dried steaks in bulk, they got gotcha. you. Stands for quality, value, convenience. All the things all are true. Things. I, didn't, I, never, I never do that, but all, yes, I like What's all those the, things. What is, there's a QVC, there's another QVC, the other QVC. What is that one called? It's like no, uh, the Home the Shopping, shopping channel. Yeah, Home Shopping Oh, channel. yeah, 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 Home Shopping. I always uh, thought Home Shopping was first, right? And then QVC. I think it was, but QVC, I think, is bigger. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Way it goes. Westchester, uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Joan Rivers is no longer with us, right? She, no, she passed, she passed away ago. some a few years, I think, after that. I will say that the, the weirdest thing about that experience uh, that was not actually at the QVC thing was going into the town that is mm. essentially the QVC town. <laughs> the company town? Kind of, yeah, because you go there oh and like and a lot of the people who live there, I think, work at QVC in some capacity. So all the businesses we went to, and granted, we only went to a couple of places, but all the businesses we went to were basically run by teenagers. Oh, like weird. I assume the kids of the people who work there. It's like some. It sounds like some. Like I imagine, like people at home making dinner, chopping meat with samurai swords, and mm-hmm. you know, everybody has a Ron Papil, you know, like yes. this is a rotisserie chicken maker, and and they have their little home can... shrine to Joan Rivers somewhere in the <laughs> back. Yeah, Speaking of Ron Papil just passed away last he week. He did. Of... Oh wow, really? Yeah. Shout out to Ronco. Oh wow! Set set one out for Ron Popeil. Set set oh, it and forget it. Never for, forget it. Set it, yeah. but never, never forget, forget it. Okay, I, oh. I knew we I knew we would get there eventually. Okay. Uh, well, let's get into the news. Not all of it super goofy this week. No. Alex Navarro, you want to lead us off here? Yes. Let's make the impossible pivot. So uh, the first thing that cropped up since last week's show uh, was news around uh, Fulbright Studios and Steve Gaynor, its co-founder. Um, there's been obviously been a lot of discussion, uh, in the last couple of years about, you know, workplace environment, toxic culture, uh, largely at AAA studios, but, uh, you know, there's definitely been stories that have been cropping up around different indie studios and indie projects as well. 
Uh, I will just very quickly preface this by saying the accusations here are not sexual harassment. They are not about sexual assault or anything mm. like that. But they are about a workplace that seems to have very heavily, while also recruiting women to come work uh, on, on their various projects, been very much in the vein of marginalizing and belittling and, you know, essentially making the workplace, uh, you know, hostile uh, to the and, women and, who work there. And these accusations, just to be clear, are, are at Fulbright. Mostly. They're at Fulbright's. Stu- yes, the studio. Okay. Um, so Fulbright's next game, Open Road, is being published by Annapurna. Uh, but, you know, they are just the publisher side of things. They are not. I, I believe they're providing some development support. But this is pertaining particularly to the people who worked at Fulbright properly. Um, so over the years, it sounds like what essentially went on was that Steve Gaynor as a manager uh, just did not treat uh, women employees very well. Uh, he tended to belittle them in meetings, tended to sort of like ignore their feedback, micromanage them to the point where they just couldn't do anything unless they got everything approved by him. Um, and, you know, this one stings because this is a studio that has made some games that, you know, I think people generally feel very strongly about, uh, mm. you know, like the, the the queer love story at the center of uh, Gone Home you know, the sort of the labor politics of Tacoma, like they have made some really solid stories and some really interesting games. But it sounds like the workplace environment there was, you know, just not conducive to not only just retaining talent, but also just like keeping people there, like not feeling like their experience was miserable. And, you know, in recent years, like a lot of employees apparently shuffled Mm -hmm. in and out the door, including the co-founder, Carlos Monja. Nina Freeman was working there at one time. And the story that went up on Polygon does not have specific names attached to it. It A lot of it is just like ex-employees speaking, you know, on the record, but not putting their name to it for understandable reasons. But, you know, the the implication here is that a lot of people have come in and a lot of people have left and very few people have stuck around. Yeah, the the attrition is eye-opening. Yeah. This says says 15 people have left in the last two years. And, like, you know, I have no idea how big that studio was at its peak, but I assume an indie like this is not huge to begin with, right? So I think like Gone a, Home was something like four or five people, and a, then they a, more than doubled that for Tacoma. But oh, you know, still, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot to mention there are still six people there, so that gives you that gives you an idea of what percentage of the total team has departed. Yeah, and then and then uh, uh, Gainer himself has put out a statement. Yeah, he put out a statement essentially saying my management style clearly hurt a lot of people and apologizing. But it's a weird situation because he's not stepping down from the company. Um, he has taken a backseat role is the way it's kind of being framed. Hmm. Um, he is still writing on, uh, on, uh, open road, but he is not running the project anymore. And it sounds like at some point Annapurna kind of stepped in and tried to fix this. And that was kind of the solution they came up with. It doesn't seem like that's a super satisfying outcome for people because, you know, Gainer's still there. He's still writing this game. Which is another story about two women, you know, and the the story kind of points out that, like, a lot of the, you know, like, Gone Home in particular is a story that is very much targeted and written about young women. And there is some discomfort now with this information being out there being like, okay, is this really the right call to still just Mm. be going forward with this project? And I imagine at this point, Annapurna is in too deep money-wise with them to just, like, scuttle the whole thing. But and I mean, like, you know, they they hired actors for this thing. Like, it's it's pretty far along, but I guess it's not coming out this year. And, you know, with with Gainer still attached to it, 
I don't know how you put this game out without that cloud kind of hanging over it. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, Especially, I, don't, I, don't I, I mean, do. for people who know, right? Like people yeah. who are, are, are obviously aware of it. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I think, like you said, a, th- a lot of those games felt like they were reaching out to be an inclusive, you know, to, yeah. to people on the margins to make make it the sense of inclusivity and it yeah does, i think that that's, that's the thing i have seen that is probably the most kind of heartbreaking or upsetting is people who feel undermined mm. or people who had like a relationship to like gone home in particular that was like a very important and maybe kind of formative yeah. game for them suddenly feel like they've had the rope pulled out from them a little, out from under them a little bit and i think yeah, a you- lot of people have been going through this especially in recent years but you know it, it's been an ongoing process throughout entertainment of you know people that you know, whether they were idolized or simply enjoyed, you know, coming to terms with the fact that, like, a lot of the art that we have consumed over, you know, the last several decades, in some cases, were made by people who did genuinely monstrous shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in Gaynor's case, yes, it didn't escalate to the level of, you know, sexual harassment and, and things like that. But it sounds like the workplace he fostered was miserable for the women that he was ostensibly trying to draw in to work for this studio. And that in itself is, like... A real rotten thing. Yeah, that's kind of it's <clears throat> kind of why I pointed out how many people have left. You know, like it's pretty drastic. Like, yeah, you know, definitely some people out there are like, oh, well, there's a lot of bad bosses out there. But I mean, the number of people out of a total pool or a total team size that have left here is like hard to argue with. And, and you know, you aside from the kind of horrible. Uh, uh, workplace environment the toxic workplace environment and taking that with you you know like moving on and kind of recovering from that you think what fulbright could have been if these if you didn't have this attrition like you, right. you think of these these great talented people think of what could have happened there if you didn't have one person causing you know uh, or or making people rethink or or forcing people out in some cases to have to be like i, I have to make a choice Either I can be here creatively or I can, you know, take care of myself. And especially like co-founders of the company. Yeah. Like, yeah. like for them, for them to have also left is, feels fairly telling. Yeah. And yeah. again, I think the, the really insidious part of this is that like, it sounds like a lot of the people that were coming in for this were fairly young. You know, these are people that like, if it wasn't their first game job, it was pretty close to it. And, you know, and you come into an experience like that so early in your career, like that can just completely sap your willingness to mm. subject yourself to that anywhere else in this industry, you know, or, or color what your expectations are yeah. and, and maybe be like, I guess this is what this is. Everybody says games suck, you know, making, you know, I guess this is this how it is. Uh, um, yeah, I, uh, it's interesting to see that statement come out. It sounds like they in that statement from from Gainer, uh, like you said, kind of stepping back a little bit on open road, not necessarily leaving, but also <laughs> don't know what kind of consultant they're, they're meeting with at this point to fix this, but it does mention some kind of intervention. I don't know what that actually entails over at Annapurna or for what open road management I mean, the, is going to look The timeline like. is kind of interesting because it sounds like that took place. Like it's, this says he stepped back in March. So like this has been ongoing for a while. Mm-hmm. It only became public presumably because a story was about to be published. Yeah. Like, and the, the interesting thing there was that the official, uh, I think it was the open road account tweeted about Gaynor stepping back like hours before the story mm. went up. So everyone was like, uh, what, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. Well, 
That's, I mean, there's not really much else to say other than that, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, no, I, I, yes. I'm curious to see if Annapurna responds to the feedback they've gotten about, like, the fact that Gaynor is still involved. I imagine extricating him from Fulbright is a much more complicated thing, because I think he mm. might be the only co-founder left. Mm. And I don't Definitely know that you can still do there, that. I think. I, thought, I think, I think that, that it's still there, at least. Yeah. Yes. Well, because Carla went, like, they announced last week during that Annapurna thing, like, Carla Zamonja has a new thing. Yes. And I believe they had another co-founder who also left uh, a while, a couple years ago. Yeah, there were three co-founders, I think. Um, Yeah, like, we don't don't know just contractually what the obligations are on on Annapurna's part. Like, they're, who knows how much they can do. Yeah. Yeah, I I think just to reiterate, I think, Brad, you you really hit the nail on the head there, Um, you know. In that story, it was, it was like twelve employees had said they 15, had left fifteen in uh, two years due to the to the gainer's behavior. Right? Yeah, like that's uh, that's very significant. Yeah. Um, all right. Next story. Take a breath. Mm-hmm. Nintendo. <laughs> it's for breakfast now. Nintendo had um, its indie world showcase. Happened today, which is Wednesday. That was the time of this recording. Uh, they showed. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, you mean Nindies? They're, they're, are they still doing that? Is that whatever still happened, a thing? Whatever happened to Nindies? Are we have we moved? Are we in a post Nindy world? It looks like the they last time <laughs> the last time they used the word Nindies was maybe 2019. Okay, a lot Can has changed since then <laughs> in the Nindy space. Let's let's say. The world has changed quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps then, there is no more room for Nindies. Uh, they're just snap. Indies on a Nintendo platform. They don't belong That's to right. Nintendo. Uh, this was a Nintendo World, uh, Nintendo Indie World Showcase. Yes. They show some smaller stuff, stuff that is uh, announced, stuff that is uh, coming over, ports that are coming over. Uh, a big list of, uh, of things here. One uh, great name here, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, was shown this is very much a game inspired by um that's the Jet Set Radio yes. alike. Mm-hmm. Yes. Excuse me, it's a Jet Set Radio light. Mm-hmm. Lights. Uh uh yes, is a and it very much seems to have that DNA in it. Um Yes, know. that that's the um is that not the Lethal League developer? Team Reptile? I believe this is, I believe that's right. Yes, that is the Lethal League developer. Okay. Definitely aesthetically, you can see the similarities there, but. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, that's coming in 2022. Actually, you know what? I'll start uh, by just going down. They actually announced a bunch of stuff that's coming today. Yeah, uh, that's the, that's the big of, thing for sure. Yeah, the big one. So as of today, which is Wednesday, when we saw this, Axiom Verge 2 is, is, uh, out. is, is out. Yeah, which I could have sworn they had just delayed that game they did like, but it was delayed in may okay it was originally i think supposed to come out in may and i think they delayed it but they didn't say the specific date but i mean you know that's a couple of months sure yeah yeah but so then, the uh, action verge 2 that was a huge one uh, along with some other ones that are just out now boyfriend dungeon mm-hmm. necro dungeon necro barista final pour okay. uh I don't know Islanders uh, and there's Islanders console edition, but I don't, I don't know. Islanders. I didn't really know Islanders, Islanders is, either. It, Islanders has been out on boy. It sure is not easy to Google for the word Islanders. <laughs> no, go on, go especially on, in a lot of New York Islanders merchandise, the state of New York. Yes. <laughs> uh, perhaps if you were to add another term such as esteem, mm-hmm. uh-huh. 
Uh, yeah, Islander's been out on Steam for a couple of years. I think we did a quick look back at Giant Bomb of it. It's pretty neat, a little minimal-looking island puzzle city builder kind of thing. Okay. Seems like did. it would be a cool Switch game. And Boyfriend uh, Dungeon is Kit Fox, right? Yes. Yeah. Which There's also... That's what oh, it works for a little while. Yeah, they announced uh, that a, few, a couple of years ago, I think. Garden Story. Don't uh, know what that is. It's a little RPG. Okay. Cute. Oh, yeah, that's the overhead, top-down, like, kind of Zelda-ish looking. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's out everywhere today. That's that's new as of today. And I think Axiom is also out everywhere. Like, it's on yes. PS4 also and PC. And, and Epic, I believe. I, it's, I think it's only on Epic on PC. Yes, not on not on Steam at the moment. I want to say the first Axiom Verge was also Epic only. You might be right. Which was it, was it start, timed? Did it never? Oh, start. timed. No, okay. I think it eventually okay. made it over there. Okay. I could be wrong, though. Y'all gonna uh, play that? Did you like the first game? So like, I liked I, Axiom Verge. I didn't love it. I was, I'm kind of with you. That's kind of where I fell on it. I got But I do want to try this it. one out. Yeah, I love I, I think I I could not find fault with it, but didn't didn't keep me going. You know? That's kind it's, of where I was at. I always thought of that period as sort of like a great Metroidvania renaissance between <laughs> that and the first Ori. Yeah. Yeah. The problem I, I, I have is that I just don't like that many Metroidvanias. And inevitably, even when I do like one, eventually the structure of those things kind of gets the better of me, and I'm just like, ah, I'm done. Yeah, I definitely landed more on the Ori side of that. I think those came out very close together. They did. Uh, two other things here, quickly. Slime Rancher, a plortable edition, which is uh, the original Slime Rancher now on the Switch, which you have uh, Slime Rancher 2. Uh, when is that coming out? It's, it's upcoming. I don't know when it's uh, They just announced it, I think, at the... Microsoft E3 thing, right? Yeah. Yes, I think it was Microsoft. Probably a ways off. Um, so yeah, there it is. In this is the original one though. And uh, then this game called Curious Expedition Two, which again I don't know much about Curious Expedition or Curious Expedition Two. Uh, that also got uh, dropped for today. Uh, then a bunch of other stuff. Uh, what Metal else? Slug tactics. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff got because some very vague, like next year kind of dates, like Bomb Rush, Cyberfunk, and Metal Slug tactics. Yeah, which I'm still really curious about Metal Slug tactics. Like, I think that could be yeah. really neat. I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, the game that game Eastward, which um is uh Chucklefish is game. Oh yeah, yeah. That game will kind of neat. Yes. Yeah. That's that's got a neat style. Yeah. That's um. I oh, think that's, that's soon. Yeah, that's uh, next, next month. month. It's September 16th. Toem. T O E M. If you guys saw that one, it was all the, caps. Is it another, another picture taking game? I feel like we've oh. had a couple of these. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I saw. Is this what I saw? Some like animated GIFs of going around on Twitter. It's got like I a very know. striking. If this is the game, it's I think like it black is. Black and white? Or like, yes. like line art? But I mean in the way that you can like take pictures of things and then use those pictures to solve puzzles, if right. I'm not mistaken. I'll have to I'll have to go look at those animated GIFs and report back. <laughs> okay. If this That's is a photo taking game, I think it is, then that looked really neat. That has a date of this fall. Uh but I like the studio name Something We Made. Uh, oh. which is a <laughs> which uh reminded me of when we were talking about names for Next Lander. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the stuff that came up there. 
Shovel Knights. If you haven't gotten enough Shovel Knights, there's more slightly well, different Shovel Knights. Yeah, this is a puzzle game. I I don't know why I had missed this game's existence previously or something. I mean, is, you're just working on the assumption that there is always at least two Shovel Knight things coming at any given moment. <laughs> I mean, that is not inaccurate. This would be I'm cool like, if this one didn't have Shovel Knight in it. I mean, more more power to them. Like, they have had an amazing success with that franchise. But also, like, I saw this and I was like, I weirdly want to play this. Yeah. It's like, it's Shovel Knight, but a puzzle game. And I, and for some reason, I'm really into this. It's a Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. And that is hitting the Switch in the winter. I take it back. I remember actually seeing footage of this now. I think you are, it's like a Tetris looking puzzle board, right? With stuff falling. But I think you are platforming within that. Um, you got that Tetris effect, uh, Tetris effect connected. Oh, yes. yes they announced Tetris effect for Switch. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, October. Or that's October, all, October um, I saw Mark on Twitter saying it's the same same studio that ported the Oculus Quest version of that game is doing the Switch port. Oh, okay. Hmm. So so hopefully that should hold up well. We have, uh, and what I'm looking forward to, which is uh, Far, the Changing Tides. You know, Alex, you sat with me on that yeah, Far. Yeah, I had forgotten right? what Far was until I started looking this up. I was like, oh yeah, that game. That game was cool. Yeah, yeah and this one also looks very, very cool. Uh, so what I'm was, excited for that. What was the first one called? Uh, oh, hang loan, on, loan sales. Hang, yeah, I'm on the. I'm on. Sorry, I'm on the Far Universe page on Steam. Oh, the Farverse. Okay. <laughs> yes, where I could. Yes, I see. In fact, Far Loan Sales was the first game. Yeah, that's. What um, is, I liked that? it. It Strategy was a. It, 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 it was like a bit. It was more just high narrative, like not high narrative. That's not the right way. Like you're in this device that's just kind of moving from left to right, and you got to keep your 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 kind of ship moving from left oh, to wow. right. This land that was ship. Cool. That's yeah, it was cool. neat. That's it it nice wasn't super puzzly or, or super hard. This one looks more a little more in depth. Um, but I, but I actually really like that. I like the vibe of it. Uh, Loop Hero is coming over. If if you missed out on the Loop Hero train, it is coming I over. I completely missed out on the Loop Hero train. You should play Loop Hero. It's okay. pretty good. I fell off of it. It's kind of grindy, or at least it was at launch. Yeah, um, I think I think we mentioned most of the other stuff there that is out today. Uh. Yeah, it's a so lot that's, of indies. That's a lot of their indie, Nintendo indie games. There are definitely some games on there I will not mind playing on a Switch, but I feel like yeah. a bunch of them I'm going to look for them on other platforms. I mean, it's, it's like seven things dropped today, so yeah. that's, that's fun. And I love that. I love it when they can do, a, and it's out today. Yeah. It's, so it's better when you can say it's out right now, but today is best. good too. It was always extra great at E3 because I was like, it's always fun scrambling on the crappy hotel Wi-Fi to get your Switch on there and try to download the game that just came out. Mm-hmm. Also, like, oh, can I, I, I can I is it possible to punch this room number and suite and like the <laughs> last name into this web form on a Switch? Let's find out. Uh, the um, I also imagine it's pretty good for them when they can announce something like Axiom Verge Two and it's out now on Switch and get people to jump on there before they see that it's out in other places as well. You know, it you actually did, came out later on the other platform. It was like noon versus oh, nine or 10 AM. Oh, you're kidding. It yeah, had like so a, like it, I believe it actually went up on the eShop two or three hours before the others. Incredible. IGN got the scoop on us. <laughs> they got that hot three hour exclusive. How'd they get it? Um, that's funny. And the, Oh, backroom game announcement weirdness. Uh, so yeah, that was Nintendo's indie world showcase. Always nice to hear new stuff. Speaking of possibly hearing about new stuff, we have a Gamescom coming up this year. Nintendo uh, Microsoft has announced that they will be doing this is a virtual virtual Gamescom. They will be doing um, a virtual 
I don't know, live stream, but they're not necessarily saying this is going to be a ton of new announcements. So. Yeah, just upcoming games. In-depth so updates, updates from some of our previously announced uh, Xbox Game Studio titles alongside yeah. some of our third-party partners. Yeah, so that doesn't, doesn't sound like a lot of new stuff, does it? No, and that's uh, so that's happening uh, in the usual haunts for, for streams, you know, YouTube and Twitch and all that stuff. That's August 24th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Let's see. What do they got on the books? Well, Halo they got Warfare. that Halo. Halo, Halo yeah. Infinite, which, like, that tech test was just out there. People have been playing that. People apparently really like that multiplayer, I will say. Really? People, I, I, people I, I know who were even, like, old kind of, like, not Halo burnouts is the wrong word, but people who had maybe just were not playing as much of it in recent well, they, years. You know, they made a lot of changes to that franchise over the last mm. couple of iterations, you know, like the name down sites and, like, kind of, I'm not going to say, like, chasing Call of Duty necessarily, but, like, they tried to modernize it in some ways that I could see maybe pushing some Halo fans away. But, you know, in the vein of something like a split cake kind of hitting the way it is, I think the world is ready to get back en masse into Halo multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be there. I mean, I could see Forza Horizon 5 is out this year, right? I that'll believe it's be supposed there. to be, yeah. Um, Which they haven't really shown much of that since they first revealed it, so that would actually yeah, be a good place for that to show up. Pretty pretty solid demo at uh, E3 or whatever <laughs> that was. <laughs> Yeah, we'll call it that. Is, but is uh, Scorn was that at Microsoft? Was that a uh, that was shown believe. originally at Microsoft? But I don't think yeah. that's the only place it's going to appear. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think that was just some kind of co-marketing thing. Um, I mean, I mean they've they got a lot of stuff announced. I just I don't know yeah. how close any of it is. You know, it's like Hellblade Two. Maybe there's that new arcane multiplayer co-op game they just announced. Oh right, yeah, yeah, um, that, that yeah, that thing looked neat. When is Deathloop? Perfect, Perfect Dark. Uh, Deathloop is September, but that's that's a PlayStation exclusive, so that'll oh. definitely not be there. <laughs> I'll actually <laughs> I take that back. Yeah. It would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. If they did put Deathloop on this, I mean, that's a flex. We might have talked about it. We might have talked about it. I don't know if you saw Phil Spencer was out there, it's, like kind yeah. of promoting that game on Twitter a month or two ago. I mean, they're still making the, money uh, from it. So, well, yeah, I they think, are, but you know, wasn't it during the uh, the state of play? Wasn't he like re like yes, retweeting? I think that's what it like, was. Is he was like retweeting out? the state of play stream or something like that? What a great world we live in. Certain it's... amount of swagger that goes along with that. Um, for those that's who don't a permanent remember, exclusive, right? Like that's a timed exclusive. No, I, I no, I think it'll come to Xbox eventually. Okay, I have to imagine. Um, um, do we? Uh, what is what? <laughs> Brad, what is the current state of the state of Decay Three? Is uh, is that something that has not been seen in a while? Okay. All they did was run a CG trailer when they announced it, and that's it. So mm. I would love to know what's going on with that game, but I don't know how well that shows at a press conference kind of situation. Well, they just got to get us up there. We'll, we'll demo that's it right. for them. Yeah, we'll show that's them how it's right. done. It's the masters of State of Decay. Get yeah. your Christmas sweater on and uh, get up there. Maybe if they're all wearing Christmas sweaters. I'd like to sure believe you're... we've thrown their development cycle off by about 18 months just because they're all that's following right. along <laughs> with our streams and taking our feedback. Just make sure you charge your controller batteries before the stream. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, but that's not the only Gamescom uh, thing going on there. Uh, Keeley's back. Keeley's back. He never left. Uh, and uh, he's going to also be having some announcements. This is like a two-hour thing. Is that right? Yeah. Gonna- I believe that's what it was last year. Keeley, uh, getting which, out there. Some new some new bangers from yeah. Keeley. I mean, we talked over that thing last year, and I remember it being kind of thin. Mm. Like, granted, granted, that was several months into the pandemic. Uh, now here we are a year and a half into the pandemic, so I don't know the things are going to have improved much. Um, the virtual sets have gotten better. 
Yeah, like the production is fine. It's just a matter of, you know, what he can secure for the show because game development is continuing to be impacted, right? Yeah. Quite a bit. Maybe it's a spot for longer demos. Maybe, or, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like a a half hour tight show and then longer breakout sessions after. I don't know. I don't know. That is, uh, so hold on a second. Let me bring this back up Mm -hmm. again for the Microsoft thing. That is August 24th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that live stream happens there. That's the Xbox one. And then the, uh, Keeley one is 25th 25th and that is uh 2 p.m eastern you can check that out then mark your calendars yeah Uh, i would probably not expect to see a ton of new stuff because there was quite a bit announced at e3 summer Uh, of announcements keely keely might have gotten some stuff though he's also probably hoarding some things for game awards (laughs) yeah come december for sure for sure he's making Uh, moves I bet you'll get some decent November release stuff in there. I don't know. Maybe Battlefield makes it one more uh, showing. They still have that third, um, third pillar of their uh, that that would be battle royale mode. I don't. We don't know what that exactly what that is unless it got announced and I didn't see it. You know, they have their what is it called Portal, mm-hmm. uh, their main thing, and then they have their other mode, which I think it's still TBD as far, as far as I know. Maybe it was announced. I could see it. Yeah, could be there. Could be there. Making splashes. Uh, I keep telling my brothers, I think, I think this battlefield is going to be the one we jump back into. And, and we, uh, we, we put down outriders for it and we pick up battlefield. We'll see how it's going. We're making great strides in, in outriders. Uh, and that's, that's kind of the news. That's uh, that'll yeah. take us into September. Uh, if you, if you follow the calendar there on the games announcements and then by September, you know, you got you got yourself some stuff to play. You're, you're in video games by that point. That's right. Yes, John Madden will have seen his shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, more. I we again. I'll say more stuff to play. Stuff is always coming out. Yeah, What's John uh, Madden up to these days. Uh, retirement. Public? Does he make public appearances? Is he out Not there at really. all? Really? I, I think they've done a couple of hits with him on TV in recent years, but it's always been like, here's a pre-recorded thing we did with him, and that's it. Does he still have the bus? Is the bus still out and about? I think, I think the Madden Cruiser may be retired at this point. I, I don't yeah. think he's traveling much anymore. I want to Probably remind right. you, John Madden was born in 1936. Yeah, okay. he is not a young man. All right, that's fair. As long as he is alive and in decent health, I'm happy. I don't need to see him out them trotting him out there with a turducken every year anymore. I'm good. Wait, was he a turducken guy? He was definitely John, a turducken guy. Isn't he like huh. the turducken guy? I think guy? he may like, have been, if not the inventor, <laughs> then certainly the popularizer of the turducken. An early proponent. Things I know about Matt, John Madden. Video game football, turducken, and buses. And <laughs> shoulder mounted it. rocket launchers. <laughs> yes, yep. that's right. Yep. yep. Cyber Madden. The four uh, pillars of Madden. Mm-hmm. Man. Man. I wonder Madden, there have to be a decent amount of people that don't know who John Madden is that play Madden. I would NFL, go so far right? as to say the majority of would people you who say play the current, maybe it, not that they don't know who he is, but they uh-huh. have never seen a thing that he has done. Does like, does the does the full name John Madden appear in like current day Madden? Like, do no. they ever actually say his name? Uh, they there was a time. When he was still doing, well, yeah, there's a time when he was doing like tutorial audio, Mm -hmm. like he was still doing some stuff like vocally for that game. But that's been a while since he's done that. 
I Who don't think John Madden Madden. appears outside of things where you like you get classic coaches, mm-hmm. like maybe in like you know kind of the 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 ultimate team mode. So he may appear there as John Madden in the full name, but uh, beyond that, I don't think he he's in there. Uh, that is something something a little weird about. I mean, is also kind of in the Clance, Clancy Clancy just realm. I'm just sitting here thinking, like I'm kind of surprised EA hasn't pulled a Ubisoft, like they bought the Tom Clancy name, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Yeah, I mean, the difference there is is really only a couple of things you can do with Madden. You can make Madden, yeah. or you can make like coaching Madden. Yeah. Like you know, like uh, the the football team manager type stuff, but th- with Clancy, they just like, well, we got ga- a game with guns. Fuck it, Tom hey, man, Clancy. You gotta think, you gotta think bigger. What do you think that Madden, Madden contract looks like? Like, is it like know. we own? No, we own your name for the rest of time. Like, do you think it's like at some point there was like a not licensing deal? Considering how many different endorsement deals that guy had over the years, I bet either he or his agent was a lot savvier than that and was okay. like, oh, yeah. look, you can use my name in video games in perpetuity for X amount of money, but you can't do shit beyond that. If you want to do yeah. anything else with yeah. John Madden, you got to talk to John Madden. Nothing is permanent. As long as he retains the rights, he calls all the shots. But in the so case of Tom think- Clancy, he just straight up sold his name. Right. So what do you, you know, you know actually, was that? After he passed away? No, it was before. Estate? Did he himself sell his name? I believe not his he estate? did, yes. Okay. Um, did, okay, here goes the... Did John Madden sell his soul? Whoa. Sorry, name. This took a dark turn. Um, doesn't, did not, that was not the best Google search. Okay, I'll have to dig deeper than that That's to right. know. Uh, so like if John Madden, who is not immortal, someday leaves this earth, will the franchise be able to continue on? That's up to his estate. Oh man. That's up to whoever is the executor or the inheritor of his estate. Oh man. Dude, there is a whole cottage. You really want to go down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. No. There is a whole cottage industry of managing the estates of departed celebrities. In fact, there is one specific executor and like iowa or indiana somewhere in the midwest that is like there's like the epicenter of of like states of dead celebrities like doing all their business through this one entity i mean I the, that makes I sense the name of it, but it's like tons of like old famous hollywood actors and stuff like hendrix i want to say like mm. just tons of dead celebrities all have their their posthumous business go through this one place huh huh i mean indiana is where life goes to die so why not right <laughs> Uh, Indiana, uh, we're like Illinois, but shitty. Indiana, Indiana are Hoosiers. Is that the Hoosier? Is it Hoosier state? You might be right. Hoosier. I will say, I, 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 I'm generally, I try not to besmirch various states because there are good places in just about everywhere. I don't think I've been uh, a good place in Indiana ever. Wow, wow! Just watch out, Indiana. I'm coming Look for out. you. I, I feel uh, really bad if it wasn't actually Indiana. <laughs> I feel like I, I know. I haven't uh, been to too many good places in Iowa either. I've been to one. <laughs> I thought Iowa City was all right, but beyond that. Okay. Did Indiana sell its soul? Answer might surprise you. Well, Mike Pence was their governor, so probably. And the answer was yes. Uh, the best thing in Indiana. Oh, God. Leaving I just Indiana. Found it. It, it, totally, it totally was Indiana. I found it. 
describes it as the William Morris of, of dead celebrities. God, uh, that's talking. dark. We have to stop talking about this. This is a 60 minutes report I'm looking at. That's their, those are their words. Uh, okay. We're going to wrap it up. <laughs> the CAA of the DOA. That's what this says. We oh, should stop geez. talking about this. That's a good, that's a good, somebody did good work there. That's, that's a, pretty that's good. A good one. It's pretty good. Let's go wrap it up here. Folks. You've been listening to this here, the next lander podcast. We are supported by, uh, by y'all who are listening. So thank you very much. Uh, you can support us by going to patreoncom slash next lander. You can go, uh, you can also get there just by going to nextlander.com uh, and sign up for Patreon. We thank everybody who has supported us, whether it's through Patreon or just listening, or if you've ever left a review. I hear that's I hear that when people do podcasts, they say uh, they thank you for leaving review, like and subscribe and yeah. reviews. Spread the word. Um, that's that's a thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Also, thank <laughs> you is. very much. We're word very, of mouth. Word of mouth. The mouth, if your word, like I said, it's just talk about it. I think, I think, I think people still talk to each other, right? Yeah. Text it. Send a link. Here's the Pony Express. Share it out there. Get out there. Um, so again, you can go to patreon.com if you, if you want to support us there, we are, uh, fully supported right now as of this time by people over at, uh, Patreon. Uh, like you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Patrons just like you. Uh, different tiers there. Again, we're trying to make as much stuff as we can free out there uh, and offering some fun rewards for people who choose different tiers. One of those tiers is the Mysterious Benefactor tier. And they uh, get a special shout out here on this here podcast. Alex, do you want to do the honors this week? I will do the honors. This week's Mysterious Benefactors are Tyler Treese. Rick Button, Adam Bilo, Matthew Herrig, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, William Loomis, Steve Lynn, Matthew King, Andrew Slosky, Edward Chick, It Me JP, Giant Frying Pan, Andrew Tiebkin, Aaron Gonzalez Burr, Mark Allenbach, Randy Duax, Kevin Villato, Blood Emblem, Trevor and Adrian R. Brian Murphy, Devin Maestro Hall, Anders Buge, Ninja Ducky, Greg Martin, Marcus G, Chris Barkhurst, Bacon Monk, Andrew Jackson, Robojebus, Statics, Andrew Thornburg, Jad Rita, Steven Yulikovich, Thomas Lynn, Peter Reardon, John B, Casey Shaughnessy, the Bunny Fiend, John McGinnis, Kinto, Joseph Regan, Robert Fisher, Conrad Kuzman, Matt, Gary Pejsky, I.P. Freely, a.k.a. Daya, Brian Stanton, Jerry Lee, Ben Murden, J.M., Mark Wilhelm, Evan Cook, Nick Donegan, Angie Valadaris, Sean Phillips, Jack Einicker, Sean Miller, CJ Ewing, John Hubbard, Brian D, Jay Liner, G Chap, Skywarp, James Smith, Nelson LeBlanc, Rob M, and Max Villato. Thank you to our mysterious benefactors and thank yes. you to all our patrons and supporters thank you so much. out there. You make this possible. 
Yes, very, very much true. Uh, we've got some stuff going on over at Nextlander. We are fast, fastly, speedily, I feel rapidly. like, approach rapidly clearing the world of zombies in mm. here decay a gone oh, tomorrow yeah. we oh, have yeah. a- i think we're i think we're <laughs> next week is it for- yeah we're wrapping yeah. up we're gonna wrap up there um uh, we've got uh so you can go check out that archive see where we made it if you like firehouses you won't want to miss this week's episode uh it's, archive it's, it's, up on it's a pretty cool firehouse no pole though. no pole the zombies got a couple, couple of bells though um, you can go check out some Jupiter Hell. That archive is up as well for Jupiter Hell. I just wanted to rhyme that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be doing some drawing King of All Cosmos. That's going to happen uh, on Thursday morning for core crew patrons. And then uh, later that afternoon, are we nearing the end of the first tale in <gasps> the 13th? Oh, dial? wow. Is that... Uh, is that a commitment? No, to doing, I to doing both nothing. tales. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. We'll see. We'll see. I, we'll I, see how it ends. Looking at, from looking at the walkthrough, the other guy is a completely different game. Oh, wild! I mean, listen, I like all the video, so mm-hmm. uh, you want to get all probably, the video. We should probably do that. Uh, can, uh, it seems like we're close-ish on on this playthrough. Yeah, it feels like it. I mean, I I feel like I got a lot of doll parts. So right. what else is gonna be left? And then Friday. Ooh, Friday, Friday. Uh, I think we're going to try and get some back for blood uh, going that, that open beta starts on Thursday. I think we're going to pull in, uh, one Abby Russell of pirating fame to come be our fourth for um, scurvy scoundrel of the high seas. I'm curious to, curious to see that game, even though it's just a beta. Also, I just want to say thank you to Abby for streaming with us so much. Yeah. Yeah. I like helping us out a lot. fun. fun Fun to stream with. Yeah, so you can tune in for that stuff. And then, moving forward, forward, forward. moving forward, um, we're going to get some, we're going to spin up some new stuff. We got to get some other things going. We're actually um, going to together tomorrow and and talk about some stuff where we want to go. Where we want to go. And I hope you go there with us as we kind of. Uh, the journey this, has only begun, my friends. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's for next lander. This is probably I, I would consider this maybe the next phase. I think we got a lot of stuff kind of sorted out in well, the in these first three months this here. Is the, I just I just typed in the name of this podcast, and it's the first double digit podcast we've done. It's there you episode, go. It's episode That's, ten. So we 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 had a meeting with we're, an accountant for <laughs> for real. So we're in we're into two digits now. That that also happened. So yeah, I, I feel like uh, I'm excited to see uh, what's going on. Kind of getting a, the vibe from everybody. Thanks everybody for feedback and and, and kind of seeing where um, we all should go. So stay tuned. And if you want to stay tuned, you can catch us here on this podcast next week. Thank you, Alex Navarro. Thank you, Benny. Brad Shoemaker. Thanks again, of course, to everybody listening uh, and and supporting Nextlander. We really do appreciate it. Be kind. Be happy. Be well. Be well. It's got to be a third one. All right, everybody. See you next week.